everybody and welcome to the Ocean Riders podcast. Conversations with creatives, entrepreneurs, thinkers and dreamers who also happen to be surfers. My name is Imi Barno and I am your host. Imagine sitting on a comfy beanbag on a white sandy beach watching the sun go down behind a volcano with pristine waters as far as the eyes can see and one of the best waves of the planet pumping behind the reef. Imagine you're sipping an ice-cold Bintang beer as well and that it's about 28 degrees Celsius. Well, that is exactly what Francois was doing when I managed to get hold of him over Skype. Francois Barou is a good vibes guru. He spent most of his life in the outdoors. He's permanently tanned, dressed in colourful t-shirts and he's either barefoot or in flip-flops. His hair's bleached by the salt and by the sun as he's been pursuing this tropical lifestyle for over 30 years. Behind this relaxed look though is an incredible entrepreneur. From sports instructor to textile guru, graphic designer and now hotel owner, Francois has always been a true pioneer. This guy really knows what it is to be outside his comfort zone and how to overcome challenges against all odds. From the French Alps to Sumbawa, Indonesia, Francois's path is a really interesting one. I first met Francois when I was living in Bali. And um, to be honest, it's quite hard not to like Francois and his beautiful wife, Natalia. At the time, they'd just purchased a surf camp and was, were starting to create their dream, their very own surf camp in one of Indonesia's best kept secrets. Fast forward five years, two volcano eruptions, countless earthquakes and a few hurricanes as well. And Francois is still pursuing his dream with the help of Natalia, his incredible wife and kids, Jai and Vega. Together, they've turned Scar Reef Lodge into a mini paradise on Earth. It's a boutique hotel for surf lovers on one of the most pristine beaches of Indonesia. The cherry on the cake is obviously Scar Reef, the notorious world-class wave and a couple of other reef breaks within paddling distance. In our conversation, Francois shares the fluky story about how he found Scar Reef in the first place and the challenges he has had to face ever since he invested in Indonesia. Sometimes the postcard picture comes with a price and Francois shares his knowledge with us. That said, he's created a pretty cool lifestyle on his desert island and has definitely created his dream job. Anyway, enough of me talking. Please welcome Francois Barrett. Hello, Francois, and welcome to the Ocean Riders podcast. How are you? I'm fine, Amy. I'm from Sumbawa. <laughs> Hello from Sumbawa. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. So um, before we start the podcast and the conversation, do you think you could introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, I could. <laughs> um, my name is Francois. I'm, I'm French. I'm coming. I, I was born. Uh, I'm born in, in Grenoble in, in the Alps, French Alps. And uh, now I was uh, I was living in the ocean, uh, in India Ocean, uh, in Mauritius, Rain Island, Madagascar, and now in Indonesia. And uh, especially uh, in Sumbawa now, uh, where uh, I own uh, Surf Lodge, whose name is Kari Lodge. Wow. So um, doing a bit of rewinding backwards, um, what was your first job? Mm. Well, excuse me, I'm drinking a bintang. <laughs> so um, my first job was, 
I could say I was um, almost um, a teacher, I mean, um, skiing teacher, mm -hmm. snowboarder, snowboarding mm -hmm. teacher, and uh, after um, windsurfer also. And uh, yes, that was my first job. And um, we call in French uh, brevet d'état. It's like uh, this is the first uh, title I and uh, exams I, I did uh, after my uh, high school. So this is, yeah, it was almost for, around the, the extreme sports and um, because I was from the Harps, so from Chamonix and Grenoble. So that's why um, um, I did uh, all the experience inside. And after I shift uh, in, uh, in, in textile. So I, I hold my, my brain. Uh, yes. I create my brain. Yes. And the brand Son the, of Beach, right? Yes, during uh, the nineties, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. At the at, at the end of the, enfin, early in the nineties. Wow, yeah. wow! So you you owned a, a textile business, and you were also an instructor for water sports. Um, did all that happen in Mauritius? Yeah, I mean, I started in Rainan Island. Mm -hmm. So where where I've been uh, during the eighties, I've been hand uh, of eighties, and I start my own brand. Which, uh, which name was uh, Freaks, the Freaks, Freaks Company. So it was a brand during the, the, surf, the surf brand, uh, when the surf brand started really in the business, in the surf business. And um, in the same time, I was a teacher in selling, a selling teacher uh, in, um, in, in Rainier Island. And after I shifted to Mauritius during the end of, uh, in the middle of the 90s, uh, to create... Um, uh, graphic design studio plus uh, production textile, you know, which to wow. support the, the production of my brand, yeah, right. and and also for for some other brand. Okay, so so what did you do after that? Okay, um, I still continue in the in the textile. Uh, do, I mean, almost during the 2010, but uh, in the same time. Uh, there was, uh, um, I was uh, lucky to be the part of the pioneers during the, of the kitesurfing in Mauritius. And I created the first uh, school in Mauritius, the kitesurf school. And um, because I believe in, when I, when I, um, I, uh, I met this, I mean, some friends who were coming from uh, France and they brought the uh, first kitesurf uh -huh. in uh, Mauritius. And so I quickly, I felt it was the, a really uh, a big opportunity in um, in the water sport, uh, especially um, around Mauritius, because Mauritius was for me the perfect place for practice to practice uh, the kitesurf. And um, we, we st I start alone the first uh, kite school, and with uh, another partners we create a new school. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, the second one uh, after the first, I create and I stop. But we create again another one with my friends uh, from uh, Britain's French mm -hmm. Britain's Brittany and uh, yeah. wait Brittany, yeah Brittany, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, we, we 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 which one was fine? We 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 call uh, Son of Kate, so which okay. is now uh, still. Operate there. Wow, that's fantastic. So if we want to go kite surfing in Mauritius, there's a place. Yes. Um, there's a place to go. That's fantastic. So yeah. Um, moving on to Scar Reef, um, could you tell us the story of how you found Scar Reef? 
Oh, okay. It was in 2012 when I was in Ubud and our kids were in green school. So with my wife, Natalia, and finally one night we decided to to drift uh, in the Nusa Tenggara uh, island in Indonesia. So just because uh, in the middle of the night we decided to move and to, to take a house off board and to move the, to <laughs> for cruising. And so we took uh, our bikes and uh, finally we... We just arrived in uh, in South Lombok and uh, we we start by Desert Point and so we mm-hmm. surf in Desert Point for three days. Wow! <clears throat> and after, sorry, we were in um, in the South Kuta uh, and Kuta we we were not very very comfortable with the the vibes and everything. So I say to Natalia, okay, let's go. We we go cruising there and so we get lost finally uh, in the middle of the night uh, <laughs> uh, around around Scarif and finally. Uh, I found a, a, a young, uh, a young kids uh, in bike right, with a scooter, and he told me, "Oh, where are you going?" And say, "Oh, I'm going. Uh, I, I'm looking a place for 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 sleeping." And you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you can go there. It's Karif. So he, 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 I can show you your your, your way. I said, "Okay, yes." It was uh, for me, you know, like two two or three minutes. But uh-huh. uh, <laughs> the, the way was, I mean, fifteen minutes. So the guys was. Going further deep, you know, in the jungle, and um, <laughs> there was no asphalt road and everything. And so finally, we we arrive in Scarif. Mm-hmm. We didn't know where we go. We were, <laughs> and um, and we uh, we uh, we arrive in, in a, a sort of a, we call it a, a coast. You know, it's like a surf. It, it was not a surf camp. It was like a, just a coast. Indonesian coast is a, a very very a small place. You know, a basic basic without any. Uh, uh, comfort, you know, like uh, like we can uh, yeah. stand out or whatever. It is. And uh, in the morning we wake up because it was very night, very late. And so uh, we wake up and it was amazing place. This this place really uh, put us in uh, in the same vibes of where we arrive in Mauritius. Uh, so it was very very close to Mauritius in terms of uh, scenery. And um, we yeah we arrived here and uh, we took a breakfast and. And, uh, and the, 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 the guy who was there, he said to us, okay, my uncle is, uh, he just, uh, now he decided to sell the place. And so finally, uh, we start like this with $500 because really? I, I put, I put $500 on the table and, uh, <laughs> and he was, uh, so, su- <laughs> and we, we, we make, we, we start to deal like this, you know, so really? yeah, it was fun. That's yeah. amazing. So just sort of love at first yeah, yeah. sight. So, so could you. Could you describe um, when you walk out and you're on the beach um, in the Bay of Jelenga, um, could you describe what you see? When we arrive, oh, you mean uh, every day? Yeah, every day. <laughs> I guess it's every day. Okay. Every day, I mean, there's no one first. I mean, uh, <laughs> we are so, so quiet <laughs> and a uh, lot of very good friends now, you know, uh, we have called Sapi. Sapi is co Ah, oh, cows. So we have a good friends now on the, on the beach, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, many many uh, many co and um, and at the end of the bay uh, you can uh, you can cruise and have a beautiful sunset. Uh, it's like a big lagoon with three kilometers wide and uh, and almost one kilometer from from scarf from the lineup. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, to the lineup. Sorry, and uh, and yeah, it's a. Uh, amazing place because you have the, the Rinjani volcano in front of you. You have the Ekas Bay. In, I mean, this, this is the hand of Lombok in front of you also. Mm-hmm. And it's a quite uh, protected uh, bay 
with a microclimate almost, you know, like yeah. uh, something special and vibes, different vibes also compared with uh, with beautiful spot that we are around also. But the, how how place is, yeah, is for me different. And uh, because something different, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe yeah. the volcano. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's amazing so so when you bought the lodge and you put those five hundred dollars on the table what was there and what have you built since um uh, since we i mean i spent almost three years alone uh, mm -hmm. in the jungle with uh, with some commitments uh, that i uh, even uh, don't know uh, how i did you know yeah. <laughs> because it was like uh, special with uh with uh, papers, with uh, I mean license, authorization, and mm -hmm. and all f I mean uh, government uh, commitment. You know, it's like uh, and uh, so it was like a long process because Indonesia is Indonesia, so you have to commit with different different uh, things. And um, but it was like uh, the first phase was to to build up uh, all the legal and. And um, and also the basic stuff like with water, electricity. Right. The first stage was to okay to bring the electricity first, to make a new well, and after uh, there was a second phase. Phase was to uh, build up something uh, stronger, you know, like uh, and renovate some room, and uh, create some new space like a wooden house. And um, and the first the third phase was to now the last one we did was to build up how I mean the beach house which is a, a place where we stay and also that where we can rent mm -hmm. but it was a more, um, upgrade the, the level and the standard of the place uh, same same for the wooden house and we also um, uh, improve all the MPA which is the old like uh, plumbery electricity yes. yeah so we create more power uh inside the com so now we have internet also you have five, internet five, five. wow yes, that's amazing <laughs> which, is, which is now the big craze yes <laughs> yes unfortunately for some but yeah i guess it's so, important to some guests so yeah. um so um could you describe the, the different waves that you have in front of the in front of the lodge yeah, so we have the main breaks, which is uh, Scarif, a worldwide uh, known and uh, world-class wave with a 300 uh, meter uh, beautiful, powerful wave. What What is very important to know is uh, Scarif is not, I mean, doesn't pump every day and uh, is not the, the the monster that we we could create, uh, we could think uh, mm -hmm. considering the the name. Yeah, and uh, Scarif is a of course, when it when when it's on, when it's more than six seven feet, this is one of the most powerful wave on Indonesia. But but is it's not very often. It's yeah. like uh, I would say thirty, maybe twenty times in a, in per year. You know, yeah. so we have many many beautiful days with Scarif uh, uh, and with which are perfect for the longboard and for the. For the uh, beginner, intermediate, and everything, and it's important to say because um, most of the people—I mean, a lot of people—thinks that Scarif is just for the expert surfer, and uh, mm. which is wrong. Um, of course, when when it's on, Scarif is very challenging wave, but uh, it's it's really uh, during the 
the winter season, I mean, it's like for us, I mean, it's like, uh, we, I would say, uh, July, August, you know, uh, during the big swell uh, from the south. But uh, now, for example, we are in January. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, I had amazing, amazing session with, uh, with a longboard. And uh, it was like crystal water. Uh, wow. I mean, uh, one, maybe two feet and a half, but 200 meters rides. I mean, it's like, yeah, it was amazing. And um, so we, we have the, the, main, the, the, main, the main breaks is Carif. And just side by, we have Little Big Inn, which is a, a kind of a, a wedge. And um, we have a right and left. It's, a, of course, it's a reef break too. Uh, it works high tide, so mostly high tide or medium, medium high and, uh, and high to, to medium. But not low tide for sure. It's dangerous low tide. Right. Uh, and we have uh, a secret at the end of the bay, which is the semi secrets, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and this is uh, this is a, a right. So we have three waves. So yeah. we have a left world class wave. We have a, a wedge with left and right, mm -hmm. <laughs> and we have a right. So we That's have almost all. <laughs> yes, that's in the brilliant. Bay. All in the same bay, yeah. and so so. Do you, you, you do you have boats to take uh, your guests out to the lineup, or do you have to paddle out? Alors, for being in, you can paddle out easily, and mm -hmm. considering the the fitness of my guests, <laughs> were were so 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 uh, heavy. <laughs> um, let's say, uh, yeah, we can we we bring them. I mean, on the lineup. Um, um, we, I mean, by boats, we have some, we have two boats and maybe, and of, uh, soon we have uh, another one. So yeah, we, 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 uh, we used to, to bring uh, our guests on the, on the lineup with by boat, but, um, uh, it's like, um, very, uh, coming here. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. And, um, so how many guests can you cater for at the same time in your rooms and your beach houses? So now we say the target is to accommodate for 15, 20 people max, but 15 is the, is the, I mean, the, the right for us, the right numbers. I mean, yeah. the right, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's say between 15 and 20. That's fantastic. And, and also I hear that you have a fantastic restaurant as well with some of the best food. Um, can you tell us some more about that? Yeah, we, we, we try to improve uh, with Natalia uh, the, the food and with the French touch mm -hmm. to, to re in, in the respect of uh, using some good products. Like uh, I don't want to use, uh, of course, palm oil. I don't mm -hmm. want to use uh, some, um, you know, we, we want to, to use um, uh, coconut oil and with, uh, with the food and also olive, of course, mm -hmm. and try to respect also the... The, the the ingredients the local ingredients so to use uh, veggies around so we have also our garden so now we we, we want, want to push more and more uh, the food uh, in the lodge uh, and the garden and um, yeah in um, so we we try to 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 make simple things so with uh, um, barbecue fish you know but um, with uh, some um, French uh, funny sauce and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the nasi goreng is different, so yeah. the taste is different. It's a nasi goreng, Indonesian nasi goreng, but uh, the goreng is not the same, <laughs> and uh, and the ingredients is a bit different. So the taste is, is different. But uh, yeah, sure. Now we we train some our staff 
and it becomes more and more. There is a lot of progress to do also, the, right? I mean, not in front of us, but uh, slowly, slowly we improve the level and uh, it's become more and more, uh, yeah, interesting. That's fantastic. As the owner of, uh, of the surf camp, how many times a day do you actually get to surf? Uh, but depending on the swell, but uh, <laughs> I try every morning to go, I mean, almost, uh, uh, if, if possible, I went between one and two hours, uh, just, uh, yeah, playing with the wave. Wow, that's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So moving forward to running a business um, in Indonesia, like if we have some listeners who are interested in investing in Indonesia and um, maybe on other islands or whatever, they found the perfect spot. Um, yeah. What's the most important thing for you um, as, a, as a foreigner? What do you think the most important thing to do is when trying to buy property and invest in Indonesia? Um, today, I will say Indonesia is changing a lot. So before it was one thing, and mo many, many uh, people who know better than me there, of course, the Indonesian, the, they used to think that Indonesia is, I mean, easygoing and all. But now with the new president and the new world, uh, Indonesia is changing. So since now, I will say, Two years, many things change. Yeah. Uh, I will say the first thing is to to um, um, to take times to observe and uh, to I think to to try to to meet the right people, especially in, in terms of legal and and um, and also uh, to understand the new law of the of Indonesia now. This is the the first uh, advice. I will say. Yeah. Uh, so try, try to find like uh, some advisor, some. Um... Yeah. So so legal ad legal advice is really really important yes. then. Okay. Yes. Okay. Legal advice. <laughs> what is your biggest challenge running a surf lodge in Indonesia? Um, I will say the first the first uh, commitment is just uh, to be in accordance with the legal. Uh, the legal rules uh, in Indonesia, and of course to 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 manage the staff because uh, yeah, it's like uh, something pretty much different than than than, than Western uh, thinking and uh, yeah, the way of work. So I would say uh, it's it's a multi uh, multifactorial uh, <laughs> task, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I would say uh, it's a, a mix between um, to be uh, to be aware that uh, we are we are in Indonesia and uh, the rules are are different, and of course the education and concerning the the way of working uh, is different. So this is for me the the main things, and of course depending also with your investment. I mean what the the, the what you are able to 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 invest. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, and so is there is there a lot of maintenance to do on the surf camp on a regular basis? Yes, yes, yes. it is. Uh, especially for us because we we start from uh, from uh, not from zero because we bought something uh, who already existed existed, you know. But uh, it was like a very basic. Uh, we call costs. Indonesia, so it's like pretty basic room, uh, but without any uh, comfort and um, 
stand out in terms of uh, of everything. I mean, you, you <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah you we, to... we yeah. There is a maintenance because also you are in front uh, in beachfront. So yeah, it's always uh, the weather is like especially now uh, during the rainy season you have some storm and yeah you have a lot of maintenance and a lot of. Uh, things to, to manage concerning uh, this, uh, this problem, yeah. Yeah, okay, I understand. And so um, what would be the typical day in the life of François? Oh, typical day. Uh, well, um, depending on the forecast first, of mm-hmm. course, and <laughs> of course, uh, depending also of uh, the booking and the guests that we have, I would say, uh, basically, um, I, I, I try to, to wake up and to have a small stretch and yoga and mm-hmm. just to, to manage the waves and see, uh, see uh, I mean, how is the, the condition. And, uh, of course, uh, just have a look on the restaurant and, and what's happened, I mean, concerning the breakfast and everything, just mm-hmm. manage. But we have a manager, so for, for sure we. And uh, just after, it's like uh, the day-to-day uh, running with the accounting and... Yeah. And also um, figures, and uh, and after of course shopping, and uh, and uh, especially if you have some guests, you, you are supposed to coach. So yeah, sometimes I'm I'm more close from the the, the customer and just bring them uh, uh, or guide them depending of of their their wish. Okay, and that's the the main things. That's really cool. So do you get to go out surfing with your customers? Yeah, probably no, not every day, but uh, yeah, mostly. Yeah, that's so cool. And uh, so, what is it that you love about your job and your position at the moment? Mm, uh, to meet new people and interesting people, and uh, to have great connection. I mean, to be in the nature and to to live with the ocean. Uh, that's the main things I like, and uh, and to be uh, also. Uh, to have um, a good food and just to to try to to yeah in in kind of things that to participate with the uh, a new thinking for the yeah. future. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I would say just to try to be more sustainable as as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we stay humble with that because you know uh, sustainability is something very very. Uh, um wide and so in terms of uh of the new what's happened now in the world concerning pollution mm-hmm. climate change and everything it's like uh, we are all struggling so first not, mother earth is the the main uh, concern because uh when you are in f- when you're facing uh with some uh, natural uh, uh event like uh earthquake volcano cra- volcanoes and and some stuff like this, you you have to be humble, and uh, and of course for the for the the impact, uh, what we can do, we try to minimize the impact and just to make something uh, tangible for the future. Yeah, absolutely. With, so, with the lodge, yeah. So so with the lodge, you've got all the sustainable practices in 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 place. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And so um, I guess we could move on to the surfing chapter of our conversation. And um, first of all, uh, what did you feel when you caught your first wave? Uh, In terms of, uh, you mean personally? Yes. Yeah, personally, like the first time you surfed, what did you feel? In my life? Yes. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, it was Morocco. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, kind. I mean, I, I, I was very involved in uh, in in um, in in sports, different sports like snowboarding, uh, skiing, and stuff. And when I I, I was windsurfer also, and uh, when I surfed the first time uh, in Morocco, yeah, it was like a, a feeling of uh, freedom concerning the, the first the material because I was very uh, I used to surf uh, to, to practice some some sports like skiing snowboarding and so you with surf you are more I mean it's, it's simple you have your board and yourself so this is the first uh, feeling it like to and to glide you know in uh, with the transparent water was the first uh, feeling I had and just uh, yeah the the feeling to be free and just to to be in movement with the ocean that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So how how much do you think surfing has changed your life? Well, it almost changed all my life. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, I left France, uh, I mean, when during the end of 80s and uh, I moved to, I, I, I was traveling also in different places like Sri Lanka, like Morocco, and uh, and and some other place, but when I really decide to to move to Indian Ocean, like Rainy Island, Mauritius, Madagascar, and uh, it was for surf and windsurf. So mm-hmm. um, I always practice all water sports now. Enfin, since since I start, not only surf, but surf is the main, um, of course. And uh, and after it changed all my life in terms of uh, vision and. Uh, lifestyle because I stayed I stayed in, in Indian Ocean I mean for all the rest of my life and uh, met my wife who was a surfer too and and uh, it changed also uh, all my friends was around the, the surf middle and and my activities too because I I started my my because I started the brands in, um, in during the start of early uh, 90s mm-hmm. so it was surf brand during during the the software uh, um, uh, booming, you know, yes, you can say that. yeah, the craze with Quicksilver, Rip Curl, and all this major brand. So, um, and it's and it still built my life. I, it built my life for in different way because um, I was working with some shapers also and and so on. So yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, what would be what, what's your favorite board to ride at the moment? I, I know it's a difficult question because everybody's got a quiver of favorite boards for different conditions. But do you have a a favorite? Yeah, I, I, I have favorite, but uh, it changed a, a, a lot quite. I find quite a lot now because I I, I got injury uh, last year uh, in Scarif, and and so my my, my quiver was uh, very. Um, I mean, why? Because I, I used to surf uh, with uh, with a short thruster um, hybrids, and and also I have some some again like seven two for for biggest condition, and and in the middle I I, I enjoy to surf singles, so like six two till seven uh, with um, with some uh, also some fish and bonzer. So it was very eclectic, but uh, now. Um, I, I also use some sap because I, I, I have a eight, eight foot sap with it's, it's quite a, a performance board. But uh, I, I enjoy also to, to take my 
my nine foot and uh-huh. I'm just uh, today I oh, I just order today uh, a long board uh, nine four uh-huh. uh, so uh, who is uh, I mean shaped by famous guys in in Bali now Brazilian guys who uh, who shape for for Deus and Thomas so uh-huh. yeah is um, now we 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 are talking about uh, long board and uh, my plan is also to surf with a uh, Christensen uh, eight foot so just single. More um, formidable waves uh, up to, and definitely I I don't know if I would be able to surf against Scar uh, eight ten foot, uh, but I will keep my quiver for the semi quiver, and I I hope I hope I I could come back uh, one day there, but I'm I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. I'm 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 okay with that now. You know, um, if if I don't feel it uh, again because my my back is still weak, so. I will stay with a small quiver and a long board or stuff like this, you know. Yeah, that's fantastic. Is that, um, uh, we, we mentioned this earlier, but offline, um, is that the sort of new vision for your for your surf camp is to focus on longboarding? Yeah, 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 because uh, at least what what's, what's we, we, we realise, it's like we, we were very focused about uh, Scarif, blah, 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 because Scarif is a challenging wave and mm-hmm. that's true. But it was, it's 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 almost only happen uh, it, it, it's happen only thirty times per year. So which is I mean not a lot. And and con- considering the rest of the the year, uh, of course you have some good day and some other one. I mean uh, not famous, but I will say there is some amazing day with a small wave mm-hmm. with high tide that you can surf with longboard and. And finally, uh, if you if you compare with the the, the, the period, is more. Uh, I mean, we we have plenty of days. I, I would say maybe 150, maybe 200 days, perfect for 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 practice to practice the. the long. So yeah, we 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 are now we are focused with the, the this new enfin, this new direction because. At least I, I, I also uh, set up a lot in uh, small condition, and I think longboard is the the main uh, the main sport uh, for me in terms of uh, of uh, feeling and freedom, and so it's it's interesting to to yeah to push uh, to push that. That's fascinating. So any longboarders out there, there's definitely amazing opportunities in Scar Reef and the other the other breaks around the lodge that's so that's so cool and yeah and especially that uh, what is amazing that there's no one there's nobody <laughs> i mean it's like you you, you stay you stay uh, in the breaks enfin, when you're on the lineup uh, mm-hmm. uh, during a small day uh, nobody is here because uh, Scar Reef is uh, i mean is for i mean start start to pump uh, 5 foot 6 mm-hmm. plus but uh, finally for the longboard uh, when you have one, uh, two, uh, or three foot, it's perfect. So yeah. you are alone, and you have some rides, maybe more than three hundred or four four hundred meters. So uh, it's properly a, a world class wave, mm. so even if it's not uh, barreling or whatever. But it's it's safe. Yeah. Uh, with high tide, you have a f- full of water, uh, and um, and okay, it's a reef break. It's so it's a fast wave, but. Uh, con- considering the what I what I used to to surf, uh, it's really really uh, for me uh, uh, amazing amazing place. So yeah, 
That's fantastic. Well, what we'll do is we'll put the show in the show notes. We'll um, put some photos of uh, Scar Reef and of the lodge just for people to imagine how how much paradise um, it really is. Um, Moving on through the the, the conversation, I've just got before we wrap up, um, I've got a a few questions that are basically sentences that I ask my guests to finish. So I start the sentence and then you finish it. Um, Are you okay for that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is I love. Uh, I love. Uh, wait. Alors. <laughs> <laughs> I love water. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I miss. Mountains. <laughs> I wish. Uh, to be happy. <laughs> And I want. Um, I want to a beautiful world. That's so lovely. That's fantastic. So before we 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 um we part, just if we could recap how to get hold of you, how to um if you've got any Instagram accounts, um how to make a booking, and maybe also how to get to uh, Scar Reef, um transport yeah. wise. So this is your moment. Yeah. So uh, in terms of uh, social network, we have uh, Instagram. It's uh, it's now we are trying to build up. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, I'm not really uh, Instagram people, you know. And uh, but it's like I understood that uh, it's something important. But um, what I, what it, what 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 is important also for me is to to uh, to put a, a real life. I mean, not a fake life in Instagram because uh, okay, you can put some beautiful photo and without fake uh, attitude or blah blah blah. So that's for me very important. And if we, that's why I want to build up okay uh, slowly but uh, surely and uh, with a uh, with a real uh, lifestyle and sustainable life. So this is the first things. And after we have a website that we are now remining and uh, rebuilding because. Uh, We have a new code uh, in terms of uh, corporate identity uh, dedicated for uh, yes longboard and uh, vintage surf like uh, like we we talked before and um, of course fa- Facebook page uh, Scary Flush too to 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 get there um, it's uh, you have different way the, the easiest way is uh, by flight from Bali or you can also land to Lombok yeah. but uh, in when you are in an airport to Lombok you have two way you can uh, still continue by plane to Sumawa Besa and the pick up uh, we pick up there in the airport mm-hmm. or you can also uh, use how uh, taxi driver in Lombok and after he he, he He bring you and on, on, on the harbor with, for a fast boat, and after you reach the camp by fast boat, yeah. uh, and we pick up there on the, the harbor Benetes, close to, to us, and uh, it's it's not a long way from Bali. It's about six hours now. We hope uh, they the the West Sumbawa district. They I mean government. They they plan to 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 open an airport one day around us. So. Okay. I don't know when because it's Indonesia, so of course it takes time. But um, there is something uh, they are really, um, uh, I think, focused now to develop the the, the place. I mean, in 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 natural natural way, it's not like in Bali. Uh, it's like uh, the mainstream is is not, of course, arriving in, in our place. But we 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 can we can have something different, and I hope we, 
yeah, something in, in, in this sense, uh, it will happen. I don't know yet for the moment, but uh, this is a possibility. Okay, and then for the really brave people, you can drive there from Bali. Um, how long does that take? It's about 12 hours with mm -hmm. the ferry, uh, depending on uh, the, the sea, of course, and also the, the, the dock, because the dock is the main issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. but I mean, it works. It works. In Indonesia, everything works. I mean, it just... Uh, uh, a different way of uh, of traveling is like uh, if you are if you are okay with the the delay, it's okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, just Any to points. recap, uh, Instagram at Scar Reef Lodge, um, Facebook Scar Reef Lodge, scarreeflodge.com for your website. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, correct. And I'll put all these uh, all this information in the show notes so that the listeners can actually connect directly to you, um, and. I guess we've made it. How do you feel? Good. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it. <laughs> yes, we finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, take care, Francois. Um, uh, I just wish you all the best uh, with uh, the new season of uh, of Scarry Flodge and your new positioning. And um, if you need to, if you want to do any announcements or if you're hiring. Um, just let me know and I'll post it on my Facebook group and my Facebook page. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're needing managers or staff or whatever, then I'm sure there will be loads of listeners who'd be interesting to come and join your team. Anyway, cool. uh, see you soon, Francois. Thank you ever so much for, for being my guest Thank today. You. <laughs> see you. Ciao. Take care. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao. was a delightful conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. To pursue on the longboard friendly front, I questioned Francois offline about the possible problem of getting longboards to Scarry Lodge. Well, problem solved as the lodge is implementing a special taxi service for your longboards so as to ship them overland from Bali straight to Sumbawa. Francois also has a quiver of longboards in situ so just in case yours doesn't fit on the plane, he has you covered. All the links and the people mentioned in the podcast can be found in the show notes, either in your app or on theoceanriderspodcast.com. You will also be able to find some pictures of Francois in the article I wrote on medium.com. Links to it are in the show notes. Um, you'll also see some fantastic pictures of what Scar Reef Lodge looks like and maybe you'll fancy booking a trip there. To connect with Francois, uh, just drop him a message on scarreeflodge.com. You can DM him on Instagram at Scarry Flodge and you can also connect with him through the Facebook page, Scarry Flodge. I'd um, like to give a massive thank you to Francois for being on this podcast. What you maybe don't realise is that we had to sort of phone each other about 30 times to get a proper connection going. So thank you, Francois, for all these efforts. Um, I really, I really am grateful. Also, I would like to thank you for being more and more listeners every week on this podcast uh, it's a delight to make these podcasts and i'm just so stoked that people are listening and enjoying the shows the ocean riders podcast is a non-profit operation and as such if you enjoyed listening please rate review or even better subscribe to the podcast either on, on itunes or on spotify the more reviews i get or rates i get 
the closer I am to getting into the new and noteworthy section of Apple Podcasts. If you want to get in touch with me, there are loads of ways. Uh, first of all, email hello at theoceanriderspodcast.com. You can connect with me via my website, theoceanriderspodcast.com. I'm on Instagram as well at theoceanriderspodcast, on Facebook, on Twitter and on medium.com. I've got a great, uh, it's called Linktree, which links to all these different uh, social media accounts. So it's www.linktr, so it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash The Ocean Riders Podcast. I also have a Facebook group called The Ocean Riders Community and I usually try to post as as many surf-related job offers as I can. So if you're looking for a job near a surf spot or a job requiring a surfer, you may find your dream job there. Likewise, if you're hiring, please feel free to share your post on the group as well. The more the merrier. Thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you, Francois, for being my guest today. And I'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, take care, have fun and enjoy the waves. Ciao.